Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, is the mayor of the Deep Stone Crypt, the new holder of Dead Man's Tell, Mr. Josh Finney. Hello. Hello. Hi, Greetings. Josh. Corey. Josh. Josh. It's fucking cold. Yeah, it's always cold in Ohio until it's, it's not. fucking cold. This is a different kind of cold for people in Texas, though. I mean, that's fair. It, like it's, this, it's warmer here in Ohio than it is in Texas. Let me it has been nothing short. Like, I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing about this, so I'm not going to dwell on it and do the poor me bit. Like, it was bad last Thursday when I talked about it. It's only gotten worse. Yeah. It was bad. It was starting to get bad last Thursday. It got real bad on Sunday when I uh, recorded Standard Death with you and Loran. And then just the rest of this week has just been absolutely awful. Um, I am so ready for this to be over with. Like, just 36 more hours will save my pipes, basically. Yeah. So I'm really hoping for the best here. Fingers crossed. Like, there's been nothing short of a humanitarian disaster occurring the farther south you go in Texas. (laughs) Um, One of my best friends, um, her parents have a beach house in Galveston and they had gone down there to go spend some time. Like they, they work remote. So they'd gone down there and like, we haven't really left the house in like a year. Right. And they heard about winter weather coming in while they were down there. And they're like, oh, well, it's not going to get the Galveston. Well, they got the Galveston. And I don't know if you know this, but beach houses do not have much insulation at all. Yeah. I'm aware. So there are pipes burst. Uh, the house got down to like 35 degrees or something on them. Because uh, the power was out on the entire island. All the water had to be shut off on the island. Um, just Galveston, Houston, Corpus, San Antonio, Austin. Like, that whole, like, bottom half of Texas is just a nightmare. Like, if you get to Waco, like, Waco's probably, like, the last place that's not a complete disaster. Like, here it was bad. At some of the bad videos you've seen of, like, the flooding have come from, like, people's homes and apartments flooding and stuff have come from Dallas. But... It's nothing compared to what's going on down there. It's so much worse. I'm incredibly thankful that we've had power and water this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, crazy here in a lot of people because I know a lot of people that live down south and everybody's just like, man, it's cold. It's like it's like it, treacherous down here. And it's like, yeah. I'm like, welcome to my world every winter. It's, I mean, it's like, so like it's a different kind. It would be like the equivalent of Ohio, of Ohio getting like 112 degree days, right? Like, I mean, we get those though. We get those. Y'all's in, homes are not made for that. We get those in like August. Oh God, dude. It's just like, I mean, so I'll put it this way. Like you may get it for like a couple of days, but it's like the equivalent of us getting ice for a few days. It's like, Oh shit, this is so out of our normal weather pattern. Like, right in the summer that's what we get for like months on end yeah and it's like here like the coldest it gets like it'll, it'll occasionally get below freezing but that's it like it'll get a cold snap for us is hitting like 27 mm-hmm. right yeah like we'll it, the wind chill if it gets below 32 like people are acting like the apocalypse is coming if there's a thin sheet of ice we start canceling classes and everything yeah this i mean we've gotten like in dfw we've gotten probably eight or nine inches of snow this week and then the problem is, as the sun starts coming out, it melts, but it's still below freezing, so it instantly is turning to ice. Yeah. Like, the ice is always a bigger problem down here for us. The snow, I actually found the snow easier to drive in, personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Snow's... I felt like I was on Europa, Corey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Josh, we... So, there's two huge things we have to talk about tonight. 
the new exotic quest, we're going to blow the doors wide open because we both did it last yep. night. I was up till like one o'clock last night. <laughs> and I was just well, like, Corey, let it be known. Corey did an exotic quest before I even started it. That's true. I did. I was like, man, am I going to do something before Josh does? And I did. Do my, it. Uh, my internet has been really bad this week, guys. It yeah. finally stabilized yesterday. I was kind of worried like, that maybe we wouldn't be able to do a show this week or at least a video or a live no, video no, no. show. Yeah, we probably wouldn't have had a video, but um, I would have at least joined by uh by audio from my phone but uh, no I, i'm here i'm ready to go but Corey, that's only half the story this week we got another story dropped on us this morning that i woke up to everybody in the world sending me yeah yeah i, um, ta- I tagged you in it on twitter i'm like josh are we covering this and you're like yep i'm like all yeah, right you gotta sent it to me uh pretty sure a1 johnny sent it to me buddy my buddy matt sent it to me uh i talked about it with a few other people this afternoon Bungie is growing exponentially. Yeah, it's that uh, is the tamest way to put this. Um, I have the press release pulled up here. Yeah, I have uh, we're going to read sections of this and kind of break it down bit by bit. Um, uh, we are grateful and humbled that our independent success allowed us to invest in our talented people and headquarters this year. We're delighted to welcome Trace Harris. Uh, and pa- uh, Pamela Kaufman, uh, who is from CBS, by the way, from Viacom mm-hmm. International, uh, to our board of directors, says Pete Parsons. The past several years have been a time of tremendous growth and opportunity for Bungie. We are home to some of the best and brightest talent in the industry, and we look forward to expanding upon both our talent pool this year and increasing our resources to support them. Trace and Pamela also bring incredible media and entertainment experience, and we're looking forward to taking advantage of their proven acumen as we continue to build the future of Bungie. Uh, so the first section here is an HQ expansion. Uh, I'm not going to read through all of this, um, but basically here they say they're going to triple the size of their main headquarters in uh, Washington, up in the Seattle area in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. It's going to go from 84,000 square feet to more than 208. Uh, they broke ground on this in January, uh, kind of secretly, and it's going to be completed in fall 2022. Um they are the new HQ is centered on collaborative neighborhoods built to support the spirit of deeply integrated co- creative co- collaboration that defines Bungie's success and a hybrid workforce of both remote, remote and on-site staff. Uh, and also, uh, commitment to the long-term development of Destiny 2, tell new stories in the Destiny universe, and create entirely new worlds in to-be-announced IPs. Which is uh, probably that matter IP that they kind of so I believe there's two IPs in development right I now. I do too. Matter I do too. Is, Matter is absolutely the first one. That was the um, one that uh, what Tencent invested in or something, right? So ten, Tencent in, invested or excuse me, is NetEase. NetEase, NetEase gave okay. them a fifty million dollar investment when they were still part of Activision, and that was to create a mobile experience. Um, I do not believe that Definitely that is. Didn't go into that I believe that app. is separate. <laughs> um, and I think that's probably the farthest off project that they have i think matter is probably coming out fall 2022 you think that soon i think that soon uh it's been in development for at least in pre-production for about a year and a half two years now uh we chris barrett was moved off of destiny to go be the game director of matter uh and chris, i mean chris has been with halo or with not with halo with destiny and bungie and god fuck i can't even talk today with bungie since the halo two days uh you know, he, he was designing models in Halo and Halo 2. He's been with them for 20 years. Um, 
there's not many more people at Bungie that are more qualified to head a game up. Mm -hmm. And with this news, I want to circle back, like with us now knowing about the new investments, the new new talent that's coming here. I think this fully takes the Microsoft buying Bungie rumor that we heard at the end of the summer completely off the table. Mm -hmm. It's gone. It's done. Yeah. It's not happening. Mm Mm-hmm. You would have to pay a king's ransom for this studio, and I don't even think it would be worth it at that point. They so clearly want to do their own thing, and that's fantastic. That being said, I also want to recall something that Ryan McCaffrey said at the end of the summer, where he essentially said that he had confirmation directly that there were high-level talks between Microsoft and Bungie that happened at the end of the summer that were not related to the Game Pass deal announced back in July, that these Mm -hmm. happened afterwards and around the time we were getting the news of the Halo uh, delay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I fully believe that that is Microsoft trying to secure the exclusivity of matter. I fully believe that now. Yeah. We, you and I both said it back then, um, over on, uh, on boss rush and on arsenal X and on this show actually. Uh, but I'm, I'm like doubling and tripling down at this point. That's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be, it it's got, sense. it's gotta be a publishing deal for this game or something. It's gotta be an exclusive or timed exclusive or something. You know, it's it's got to be right. Like, I mean, for, for me, it's uh, so if it's a multiplayer only experience like we're hearing where it's strongly heavily focused on multiplayer, because let's be honest, Destiny has really shifted away from PvP mm-hmm. um, to the point where we're almost completely abandoning it in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, that when we're doing that. I think they're basically saying, OK, we're going to continue to have Crucible and Trials and things like that, but. I wouldn't be surprised to see a renewed focus on Gambit going forward yeah. with some of the news that we're going to talk about here in the rest of this press release. Um, and PVE has always been, that's what you come to Destiny for, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here. I get that people love the Crucible. I don't blame them. I really enjoy Crucible. I really do. But uh, True Vanguard said something today where he basically says, Stasis, I, I'm almost done playing PvP until Stasis is out of the game. And he's a big PvPer. He's one of the biggest in the community. He's yeah. one of the best at it, too. He makes the best breakdown videos. Uh, I, I love seeing him test out the new weapons. Uh, and Grenadier Jake was agreeing with him, too. He's, he's one of the big Trials streamers. Yeah. And to see them basically just agree and be like, yeah, until bus- until Bungie decides to take Stasis out of PvP, like it's almost unplayable. It's just not fun at all. Yeah, uh, I won't quite go that far. I am a lot more frustrated than I used to be, um, and I mean there are story ways you could justify taking it out, but I like you really can't nerf it anymore because that takes away the whole point of the class, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, not not to like delve off into that segment, but like just to circle back to matter. I think that's why they want if this really is like the next evolution of the Overwatch formula of the arena shooter, right? Then that we've heard that matter is going to be. Then I think that's what you do here, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. let that be entirely PvP focused, and you know, like, hey, maybe we'll slap a story in there for you or something, right? Because uh, even Over- Overwatch d- builds their lore very well yeah. by introducing new characters. Mm-hmm. What if you do something like that? I would really like to see that, or like have a competitive scene like Siege or like Overwatch League. I would yeah. really love to see that. I could see Imagine it. Be, that I could. Exclusive. I could almost see it more like Overwatch, especially since they've experienced. Yeah. Obviously, they have experience in the arena shooter thing with Halo. They have the uh, experimenting with different classes and subclasses with destiny well they work direct blizzard helped them out with the launch of destiny 2 on pc right with BattleNet and everything mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if you see some people from the overwatch team maybe like schmo schmoozy on over and join matter mm-hmm. um especially with their, been... since there's like some mass exodus going on at blizzard right now right mm-hmm. right <laughs> so. 
uh, the last part of this, Bungie is going to open its first office that's not in Bellevue next year in Amsterdam. Um, this studio is going to be where a lot of their publishing and marketing divisions are going. Um, <clears throat> so that's really cool to me. Um, it's going to be like a global business office in a lot of ways. So it sounds like it's not going to be another studio necessarily. Right. It sounds um, like the business part really, of it. Yeah, they've really prided themselves on being a remote work from home company this year. Mm-hmm. And I think they've like really they're one of the few studios that's like really, really publicly excelled with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, who was it? I, I don't remember if it was uh, Luke or Mark. Somebody said it as we were approaching Beyond Light. It might have even jo- been Joe Blackburn. I think it was Mark. Actually. I think it was Mark. Somebody said that they have tripled their workforce mm-hmm. since COVID began. Mm-hmm. That like two thirds of their workers have never set foot inside the uh, Bellevue office or something like that, or like, but not maybe not two thirds. That might be too much. Like at least it was like at least 45 percent. Yeah, and that's still an absurdly high number for a studio that employs over five hundred people. Yeah, I do hope this means that they're not just staffing up for Matter and for a mobile IP. I do hope that they're getting more people for this universe because it's become painfully obvious over the last year and a half since Shadowkeep, you need more people working on this game you have to be able to crank out content like what we're getting this season, mm-hmm. the quality of content we're getting already two, even two weeks in, we have to be able to keep that sustainable, right? Yeah. The exotic quests in Beyond Light, the Hawk Moon, the whole Hawkmoon quest that we kept coming back to that, and we're clearly now doing that with this new exotic, that's the kind of content we want to see in this game. Oh, yeah. 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 So some of these people you're hiring, I'm not saying like all of them, but like, hey, if you're really going to triple the size of your studio... You need to like section off like a hundred of those people and like shove them onto only creating quests like this. Yeah. Shove them in fixing Crucible, into revamping Gambit, things like that. Like I expect big things from the next Witch Queen expansion. Oh yeah, right. Even though this may take until next year to really get in, like Lightfall, maybe when yeah, we really even Lightfall. Like I could see, I could see like them kind of prepping. Okay, Witch Queen is is theoretically coming this fall, right, or probably like October ish. That's probably most of the way done, right? And they're just kind of fixing things and, and whatever, kind of prepping the next couple seasons or whatever. But, right. like, th- going into Lightfall and stuff, I feel like this is where we're really going to see these changes. Mm-hmm. Um, the next section, because uh, it's kind of divided into three things. First is the expansion of HQ and staff. Uh, personnel additions and investments announced. Um Bungie leadership team, uh, they've, they've appointed a new uh, chief technology officer, financial officer, and general counsel to expand the Destiny IP and bring new stories and experiences to the highly engaged community. Bungie has appointed Mark Noseworthy as vice president of the Destiny universe and Luke Smith as the executive creator, creative director of the Destiny universe to oversee and prepare for the expansion of the universe into additional media. Uh, Justin Turman will be the general manager of Destiny 2 and will take over the successful developmental leadership of the game. Uh, this is absolutely massive. We this just we huge. just had this conversation, what, about six weeks ago? Like how we wish, like, Destiny is such yeah. a big universe. We hope it expands into, like, I mean, we already have comic books and stuff, but, like, I want, like, a we, really we've cool... We've had this chat a couple of times with, Remember... with Colonel Panic and Nerd Generalist. Yeah, like, yeah. uh... uh... Like the Halo, like the Halo shows that they did, you know, like the the Forward Unto Dawn was really good, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean Nightfall was kind of bad, but I mean they it still really ex- expanded the universe and stuff. Like yeah. I think those things are really cool, and I think stories in the Destiny universe are prime for short films like that. 
So I, I love this so much because there's just an infinite amount of possibilities. I feel like, and I say this as someone like Halo is like my one B in terms of franchises just behind the Legend of Zelda in terms mm-hmm. of how much I love something. Mm-hmm. And Destiny is like probably my number three on that list at this uh-huh. point. This is more ripe for expansion than Halo ever was. Yeah. I like Halo, don't get me wrong. I like the side stories that we got, but it got very convoluted after Bungie basically took the series Bible and left. I don't think 343 has really shepherded it that well in the last decade. I think that the expanded universe has just become not good. Mm -hmm. But it was so good because, I mean, like you had things like the fall of Reach. You had First Strike. uh, They oversaw the first Halo Wars, like telling these unique stories. ODST, for God's sake. I mean, like that's the kind of shit you want to see. Do I think that this means we're going to get a Destiny spinoff game? I would be shocked if we ever got that. Mm-hmm. I would. Th- uh, I, I think it would be cool. I would like a battle, like Battle of the Six Fronts type mm-hmm. first person shooter where you're playing as like Shax or Zavala or. So I saw somebody say that earlier. They they were like, "Oh, I'd love like a Destiny Legends game where you just play as iconic Guardians." Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I would really like that too because I mean, like the proposed list was like Zavala, Ikora. Uh, the Speaker, uh, Saint-14, Anna Bray, Osiris. Like, let us play out about some of the stuff that we've heard about or some of the things that we see in cutscenes and, like, that's in the lore. And it's like, that would be cool, but I wouldn't want that. It's like, so much of the charm for me in Destiny is getting to make my own character. Like, if you're going to show me the stories of other Guardians, make me, like, a CG film or something. Yeah. Like, make, the, me, a whole, like, make me a whole movie, like, with blur. Remember the remember the the Zavala trailer when Destiny Two launched? I do. With him building the wall. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. Like I would like I would watch a whole what I like I would, a most comic like that almost. Or like you could do like an anthology, uh, like a Netflix yeah. style show almost like that, right? So that that's what I was gonna bring up. I think that this screams. Let's do a Netflix style show, but maybe not with Netflix. Maybe let's do it with HBO or something. Mm-hmm. Someone who's actually going to give us the budget we need and not cancel it if it mm-hmm. doesn't get the immense amount of viewership right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note: I think it'd be hilarious if that got off the ground before Halo actually premieres. Mm-hmm. Um, did they ever start filming? I knew they cast Master Chief, but did it ever they start? Did, they did start filming. It, to my knowledge, they were filming it before the pandemic happened, and I just have heard nothing since. Um, that God, that's gonna be such a disaster. But this screams, let's do a Netflix anthology, and I'd love to see those like each episode follow a different character, mm-hmm. like before they come to the city. Like I'd love to know about Zavala's past. Yeah, like where was he before he came to the city? Where like because we know like he left. He obviously leaves the uh, the distributary. Yeah, with Mara and the others because he's given the cho- choice to go or stay there with the rest of the Awoken. But we don't know what he does after that. Yeah. And I would be just so curious to know, like, I mean, who was Zavala before he was a light bearer? Like, let us see him before he was an Awoken as, like, a crew member on that ship. Right. And you've already got Lance Reddick. He can play him. Right. Why would you not utilize him for this and, like, you know, do that? Like, if you're going to keep Gina Torres in this universe as Ikora, like, let her run around as Ikora for an episode or two. Like, yeah. There's so much cool shit you could do here, I feel. You could actually bring Nathan Fillion back as Cade at some oh point. Oh, my God. Dude, can you imagine the hype that would go through the Give me, like, a whole, like, give me six episodes about, like, Cade out in the wild. Yeah. 
like when he's running with Drifter's crew and stuff, like maybe you know, like he's like he's doing missions for the Vanguard, but he's still like he's writing the journal to Ace and like trying to figure out his own past and whatnot. Like it could almost be what, like a was, it could almost be like a like a Firefly type show. Yeah, <laughs> that'd dude, be awesome. So like I feel like X either Exo Stranger or like Air dude a horror episode set in the bowels of the moon. Yeah, after Eris's team falls to Crota. Yeah. There's so many things here you can do with the right creative partners. I don't ever want a movie, though, because I don't think a movie can do justice to this. I mean, I, I think that's the big thing right now with video game movies and, and media in general yeah. is, like, the movies aren't going to do anything justice. We've tried so hard so many times. Like, I feel like I feel like Uncharted might be the one that could maybe, like, stick the landing for the most part but also I, like it's gonna be uncharted or the last of us that sticks up. i mean the last of us is a show though like that's what i'm yeah. getting at is like yeah. i feel like that's gonna do more justice than than the movies ever would and and we were talking a little bit about the marvel stuff on standard def for a future episode uh and we were talking about like kind of how the tv shows have a little bit more leeway on on backstory or you know making a more a deeper story with with longer runtime right like i feel like i feel like falcon and winter soldier is going to be the perfect style it's going to be like two or three long like movies basically in there shoved into six episodes yeah. you know and I, I feel like destiny could really benefit from the tv show aspect of it yeah i'm i'm really excited to see what happens i think the important thing is that you don't try to tie it in with the events that we see in the game though mm -hmm. or that you don't try to show events that we do like i don't want to see a team take on oryx i don't want to see team take on crota like i live these, that shit these have I to be see things... these have to be before the games start i feel like these have to be i feel like they could even be concurrent like i want to see things that are only referenced to in the lord i want to see maybe guardians meeting up with mithrax for the first time like him deciding to build the house of light yeah like you know but i think like what you said an anthology series is probably the most likely focusing on like characters that aren't the player like start with the main ones but then like do some more influential ones like show Aldrin before he, you know before he's crow when he's still an asshole but he's scouring the galaxy and he eventually finds the baby riven and brings it to mara like, give us give us an iron lord show where they're going to fight siva god like dude just give me an anthology like make, make each season like something different but i want to see us get i want more comics i i want comics i want some novels that were as good as the halo ones mm -hmm. the halo ones in their heyday those were are so the, that's the thing that i'm surprised aren't happening yet are novels i think they're being so careful with that because bungie's lore is so well written and presented that i think doing a book is really tricky because then it's like well we don't want people to have to read outside because even the things in like the comics are alluded to in the game lore right right and i think that gets really tricky if you go to do a novel or a tv like a tv series okay most people are going to have insert streaming platform here they're going to have a subscription to that already mm -hmm. i'm asking them to go out and buy books and things like that like it's one thing to get for us to be getting the grimoire anthologies because so much of that is not in destiny 2 mm-hmm I think it's another thing when you start asking us to buy novels, and I mean, like, I'm saying that as the dude's going to line up, buy the first edition hardback, get it fucking signed, and frame it, and all this shit. Like, I'm going to read that book until all the pages fall out, like I did my Lord of the Rings copy. But this universe just, it feels like, they said when they made it, they wanted it to be thought of on the same level as something like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. In terms of its expansion, its storytelling, its legacy. 
this is the next step towards being remembered in pop culture beyond LOL Destiny One, Vanilla Destiny One. Like this is this is the next step towards that. And I feel like that joke is just so played out. Like if you're making that joke, it's just clearly because you have an agenda at this point, right? Like you you have at that point you have not made an effort to get back into it in the six seven years since you don't really care and that's fine like I'm not here to tell anybody like oh fuck you because you have an opinion I'm just here to say like you clearly don't give anything a fair shot and that's okay whatever yeah. um I, I don't know like a- anything anything else on this though beyond our our wet dreams of Lance Reddick and uh, Nathan Fillion getting to play their guardians on uh, screen. I mean, not really. I just, that's, we can dream, Josh. We can dream. It's more possible than ever now, though. Just saying. It's more possible than ever. You know it is. So. <laughs> um, so moving on in the in this release, uh, I promise we're not going to talk too much more. Um, Bungie has appointed uh, Johnny Ebert as chief creative officer and Zach Russell as general manager incubation to build and drive creative vision and foundation for Bungie's future worlds alongside the next generation of leaders with plans to bring at least one new IP to market before 2025. Uh, Jason Jones, uh, chief vision officer and the founder of the company, takes on a talent-facing role to help Bungie's top creative leadership unlock their potential at the company. Um, I mean, again, we've already kind of speculated on what this is going to be. This almost certainly confirms that matter is in the works mm-hmm. um, and that the mobile IP is also. So the mobile IP, I feel, is the safe one to guarantee. But I also don't think that matter is going to be in production for six years before it comes out. Right. Um, I think that's just a really careful way to say, like, don't expect too much from us because we are still obviously extremely committed to destiny going forward. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, like, if you can have one that's like mainly PVE focused and one that's mainly PvP focused going forward, I feel like that's probably the best thing for a company like that. Like, because you want to get people who aren't enamored with Destiny into your games too, and you want to retain those players that are. Like, I'll play anything Bungie puts out. The mobile game comes out, I'm playing it. I don't care if it's a fucking deck builder, I'm playing it <laughs> because it's a Bungie game. What if it's a match three Destiny icon game? <laughs> Oh Christ! Like Dig- Disney Emoji Blitz, but it's basically I would instead. Play it. instead of- I, I would play. I would play it. You'll get a revo- review in Tower Casuals when that happens. <laughs> uh, and then uh, just one one last uh, one last note on here. Uh, two new members of the board of directors: Trace Harris, Finance and Strategy Executive, and Pamela Kaufman, President of Global Consumer Products for Viacom CBS. Uh, they bring years of experience in multimedia IP expansion alongside. Acumen in business operations, scaling, and join NetEase's Simon Zhu as external members to Bungie's board. Um, but yeah, Pamela Kaufman oversees uh, worldwide licensing, licensing and merchis- merchandising of Viacom CBS's portfolio of brands, including Nickelodeon, MTV, Comedy Central, BET, CBS, Showtime, and Paramount. Um, that is really 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 cool to me uh that they are reaching out and getting getting these people in here Mm -hmm. um to me that's probably the biggest move and that probably signals where a theoretical destiny show would go to Mm -hmm. uh it would go to like cbs all access slash showtime Mm -hmm. which is really or paramount plus which is isn't that their new thing paramount dude i swear to god if i have to sign up for paramount plus for this after that god-awful marketing campaign during the super bowl like, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
Right. Well, I've got a few years for this to flop and for them to decide it's going to go to HBO instead. (laughs) I can't believe I'm rooting for the death of a streaming network so that I can selfishly not pay for another one, especially one with a bad interface. Oh, there's so many. There's so many now. It's not even funny. So many. But uh, any any last thoughts on this overall business statement? Uh, This is not what any of us expected to wake up to on a random Thursday in February. No. No, I'm look, I'm excited for the expansion of Bungie. I think that this is a company that's been through a lot, whether you agree with some of their decisions or not, uh, you know, le- leaving Microsoft and going through the whole thing with Activision and trying to, you know, take this game on all by themselves without Activision's uh, uh, help. It's it's, it's been impressive. A success. It's impressive for sure. It's it's really impressive. Um, we have the highest, I believe, the highest player counts since uh, Vanilla D2 going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's even surpassed Forsaken at this point. Yeah, that's a bi- it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, the Game Pass deal has helped an awful lot. It gets come to Game Pass PC sometime this spring. We don't know exactly when. Um, this is this is big. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. When I saw the first sentence of it, which I only read part of the headline that everybody was sending me and I, I almost overreacted to it. I saw a bunch of prepares for future growth in 2021 with studio. And I didn't see expansion cause it was cut off. And I was like, Oh shit. Did they acquire somebody or did they just get acquired? <laughs> what is happening here? Did they just get acquired? Um, now I want to be clear. They're investing and like, they're not just doubling down. They're like quadrupling down on that. They think destiny is going to be a viable product for like the next five, six years. That's at good. Least. I'm excited for that. If they miscalculate here or if the new IP that comes out when it comes out bombs, I do think them having external people on the board could prove to be a problem. Yeah. Um, not like, oh, there should be a hostile takeover, but I believe that you know the, those acquisition rumors could come back. But f- at least for now, for the next several years, those are completely tabled. Yeah. They're totally tabled. I've already seen people online complaining about, oh, I don't understand why Luke and Mark are getting promotions. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not why do you think they're getting promotions? Them, do you see it? Like, do what? I was just going to say, like, why do you think they're getting promotions? This is... This is... <laughs> Destiny is successful whether you enjoy playing some of the things or not. Like Destiny is clearly successful and they're 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 spearheading the entire thing. So like why wouldn't they? Yeah, like you may not agree with all their decisions and we're not asking you to, but you screaming about stasis in your comments about why they shouldn't be promoted, that's just like Jesus Christ. Like you are really concerned with the state of a fictional game and with a you know, capitalistic company, aren't you? Like, nobody should be that invested unless you work there. Yeah. It's like, we just think this is a cool piece of news, which it is. It is. So, I'm excited for this. I really, really like it. Uh, good for you, Bungie. Good for you. You very quietly built yourself up and nobody expected this. Yep. So, very exciting. Very, very exciting news. I'm, I'm excited for the expanded Destiny universe, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely ready for it. Uh, we don't have much of a Schwab this week, Corey. We don't, which is good because we have a uh, big quest to talk about anyway. We have a very big quest to talk about. Uh, the only thing that we had in here was uh, there's some bananas news for next week. Uh, just the two new weapons for this uh, particular go around, but we're going to talk about those next Thursday when we've actually gotten them. Oh God, is it is it Iron Banner time already? 
It is Iron Bananas time already, and there is an SMG and a Pulse up for grabs. There are two reprised uh, guns from Destiny 2 Year 1, I believe. Uh, Time War Inspire and Multi-Match CCX with random rolls for the first time. There is a new perk on these weapons called Iron Reach uh, that will massively increase range with the trade-off of decreased stability. So I'm excited to see what happens. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, in terms of new content, though, Corey, have you played the new Battleground this week yet? I did. I did that play it. That is the fucking craziest thing. <laughs> like, uh, Laurent jumped in. Uh, I was streaming it this afternoon. He was watching. He was like, it just big bull caps. He's like, that's what you guys want me to play? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. Like, this is nutty, but I love it so much. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So dude. great. It's, it's insane. So great. Love it. How can you not love uh, these battlegrounds? These these are my favorite things to do. These are cool. These are so much fun. Like I I jump into mm-hmm. them. Like yeah, let's do it. I I would much rather do these than strikes for sure. To be I, I see. I say that now, but I know by the end of the season, I'm gonna like want to rip my hair out if I have to go do any more of them. Yeah, so I'm, but try, I'm trying to pace myself, you know, knowing thing- that I eventually have to do the uh, you, you get a triumph ev- or a quest every week to do five more. Yeah, I'm holding off. I'm holding off until like maybe I start getting like triple credit for these. Yeah, it's uh, they're cool, though. I, I really are, like this one. We get the fourth one dropping on Tuesday. So we have one on Nessus, one on Europa. We have one in the old Skywatch in the Cosmodrome, which just brought back all the old fuzzy feelings I've had. Yeah. But they're like, uh, it's funny, though, because the one in the Skywatch is like all barricaded and stuff. It's yeah, just like, yeah. It's like, man, this is a really claustrophobic place to be having one of these battlegrounds. I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. Uh, uh, this is what we talk about, like reusing spaces, though, right? Mm-hmm. This is the very definition of reusing assets in a way that is suitable to drag them forward. Yeah. Uh, but, Corey, let's get to what everybody wants to talk about this week. Uh, lore Corner. Well, lore Corner is going to be fucking great. But... Uh, no, we're going to we're gonna talk about the, the new exotic quest and the uh, Dead Man's Tell, which is uh, the new exotic scout rifle. And let me tell you, last night... Uh, I, I did some things uh, regarding the Nintendo Direct yesterday, uh, but after that, I was I played it with my friend Mitch, and we pl- I was like, it's nine thirty, it's 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 almost ten o'clock. Should I do this? I was like, you know what? It's only four steps. We can do it, right? We can we can do it. Oh my god! <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah, I was like, Mitch, are you on? He's like, yeah, I'm playing the division. I'm like, you want to do the new exotic quest? He's like, yes. So we got on. We were, we were like, okay, we I I know it starts in the arms dealer, yeah. So let's go do that. So you you uh, load into the 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 nightfall. Well, I guess you don't really have to do the nightfall, but we did the nightfall, and you load in and you go th- through the doors on the right instead of going down the hallway on the left, and uh, you, you have to kill one of the enemies and you have to pick up a distress signal, and uh, this man, door is never open, by the way. Again. No. Using assets yeah. and doing unique spins on them. This is what we want. Mm-hmm. And uh, you pick up you pick up that distress signal, and then we weren't sure if you had to finish the strike or not, so we just finished it. Uh, which I think, if you've never finished it before, you have to finish it. Uh, was what I read afterwards. But mm-hmm. then 
you go to Zavala, and he gives you an exotic quest, and you load into the Tangled Shore, Josh. You load into the Tangled Shore, okay? But when you when you do that, you load into the abandoned ship of Mr. Callus here. It is just the most coolest unexpected thing. Uh, I did not expect to be here this soon. So we, we noted when we saw the trailer a couple weeks ago that there were some freeze frames at the end with a scream and a ship. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's probably logically going to be placed at the end of February or beginning of March when they have that whole month gap of content they haven't talked about. It's pretty clear that's when they're going to bring up the next parts of this quest line. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're not done by a long shot. There's so much in this that you do not have access to initially. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but the Presage quest, Corey, this is the absolute coolest thing i have done in this game probably since whisper yeah Um, i I was gonna say this is the coolest thing i've done since the outbreak quest outbreak was very good too um i i give i definitely give this the the edge of our outbreak so if you're we're talking outbreak though i think heroic outbreak is heroic outbreak is definitely up there because it's so different uh in terms of the jumping puzzle literally along the side of the tower um but this, though, this is, it's very Dead Space and Doom-esque at times. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, you know what I was getting, actually? I was, so, Mitch and I went in blind to this mm-hmm. part, right? We were like, let's uh, just. Spoilers completely, by the way. If you've not done this, I urge you to not listen any farther. Yeah. I urge you to go and do this mission and then come back to hear our discussion because we're going to break down absolutely everything about this mission, the gun, and the lore. Yeah. So uh, so it took – Mitch and I went in blind, and it took like three hours, I think, a little under three hours blind. Uh, <laughs> we, come, we land on the landing pad, and we see the door, and we're like, how do we open this door? And it turns out it just says board the ship. There's a jumping puzzle where you have to jump all the way up the side, like around and up the side of the ship and go in this little tiny doorway to to enter the ship. And then it turns into this dark maze. And when you get into the maze, like you hear, you can hear, uh, by the way, the ship is full of scorn. You hear them like crawling around you. You hear the big one, right? Mm-hmm. You, it, like in, I got, I was getting like alien isolation vibes from yep. it. I'm like, yep. oh my god, this thing's gonna just pop out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have to run from it, or you know, we're gonna have to fight I'm it. Shocked that there was not something that just said run. Yeah, yeah. I fully expect that in one of the subsequent runs of this, though. Yeah, I do too. Uh, so it, it's how long did it take you to find the the first platform to jump to off to the side to figure out the original jumping puzzle? Uh, it like. I would say like, I would say like fifteen minutes or so, because we saw the boxes on the on the loading ramp, and we thought we had to like jump up into one of the vents or whatever. And yeah, I tried that too. Honestly, it was on a whim too, because I ran down the side of the ramp trying to like see if we had to go underneath it or whatever. And I turned and I saw this. I saw mm-hmm. one of the platforms with like a glow with like a blinking red light, and I was like. I wonder if we can jump over there. And I jumped over there and I just started jumping. I was like, Mitch, we got to go this way. 
So I did it with Nerd Generalist this afternoon. He ran it last night and or yesterday afternoon was like, dude, you got to go run this like as soon as possible. He's like, uh, or on Tuesday, I guess he ran it on Tuesday or on Wednesday morning. And he's like, I need you to run this and I want to watch you when you do it. I was like, oh, God. So he loaded in with me for a run this afternoon so he could get his pinnacle drop. And he was like, all right, I'm just going to sit here. He's like, this part stumped me and I want to see how long it takes you. I, I saw that platform off to the side after about 45 seconds, maybe a minute. And I was like, huh. I ran out there and jumped and he turned around. He's like, oh my God, you bitch. I was like, dude, I've done so many jumping puzzles in my time that like, if it looks like it can't be reached, it can be reached. Yeah. This is, this is Bungie. This is destiny. Uh, it was pretty smooth sailing from there. Uh, the puzzles are not that complicated. No. In this. Like it's it's not that it's not that it's that hard or that complicated in most of the areas, right? It's just like you got to be. It, it's almost like raid mechanics where you have to be on the. Oh, ball. It is, it's absolutely raid mechanics. It's this is a mini dungeon. Yeah, this is absolutely a mini dungeon. I'm actually kind of surprised it doesn't qualify as one. Yeah, uh, because I assume that this is one uh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. But Plus, like, if you, you can read, like, by the way, you can replay this once a week and get a random roll on that weapon and yeah, a random roll that is a pinnacle drop yeah we should yeah um it this is just this is some of the best level design we've seen from Bungie in just so long yeah just everything about this mission is an 11 out of 10 yeah like the the music the atmosphere the, Dude, the music is amazing the, yeah. the music is uh, amazing the fucking whispers you're hearing yeah um, Osiris is your commander for this. Ghost does not talk. Anytime you scan something, it's Osiris talking, not even Ghost. Yeah. Continuing our love, our, our like infatuation with Ghost not talking to us at all this season. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. He's probably still upset that I picked up the ice cubes. <laughs> um, and there's so many side narratives going on, too. Like, you're trying to figure out what happened to this ship and what they were transporting. You find out it's scorn. <clears throat> you find out they were doing it on Cal, like, they were here on Callus's orders. You're looking for a guardian. Yeah. And you get to a point. It's after your first major encounter, your first darkness zone. Yeah. And there is a ship in the corner. And if you go look at the ship, it is the ship that you can earn from, you could have earned from, uh, I believe, Crown of Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not Crown of Sorrow, it was from uh, something having to do with uh, the season of opulence triumphs uh, i know it was a cosmetic somewhere mm-hmm. and you could scan it and osiris is like uh there's traces of a guardian you're like oh shit because like you already know you're there looking for a guardian because it's a guardian distress signal and stuff the second you jump out of that hangar though into space you hear a voice and osiris tells you that the 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 voice that you're hearing can take many forms. The darkness can take many forms of those deceased. Yeah. What voice did you get, Corey? I don't I don't know whose voice I got. So there's five different ones you can get that we know of so far. Okay. If you I got them, Gaul I could... on my first run. You got Gaul? I got Gaul. What what were the what are who are the voices that you can get? Gaul Sagira. Uh Cade Six. Aldrin Sov before he's before before he's the crow, or and I just got this one on my second run, and that's why we're gonna have to break this down and talk about it. Callus. Hmm. 
the implication here is that Callus is dead if you pay if you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all everybody here is dead except for yeah. obviously Aldrin, but he's Crow. He's been revived as a guardian. Aldrin, yeah, Aldrin, Aldrin himself is dead. Crow is you know Crow's not Aldrin. Yeah. And the implications of that, if if Callus fucking died before we ever saw him, I would just love that so much. I think I got Aldrin. So, yeah, I, I mean, I had to look at it like because I haven't heard Gaul speak in like two or three years. Yeah. And I, the only reason I even saw that was Gaul was because I looked up in the right hand corner. Because mm-hmm. um, whenever somebody is talking to you, you can see their name up there. Yeah. Um, but I got Gaul and I got Callus. Um, and then whoever you hear speak out there, a couple lines of dialogue will speak to you right before the boss fight also. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it's the, it's the boss trying to intimidate you. Yeah. Right. Um, but man, so you go through the, the, before we go too far though, we, we just skipped over it because we went straight to the, uh, sec- we went straight to the encounter. Corey, the trash compactor. Oh my god, dude, the trash compactor is awesome. I fucking screamed because I wasn't expecting the walls to come in, and I'm just like, I'm just like farting around in there, like, like, oh hey, I could use some of these grates open, and Ner- Nerd Generalist is literally screaming at me, like, Josh, you guys shoot the grates, you guys shoot the things inside, and we had missed one because I was just fucking around. Yeah, and so I got crushed. He somehow lived. Don't know how that happened, but he somehow lived. It glitched out for him or something. Wow. Um, I uh, on, like the second or third try and jumped into the hidey hole. Yeah, we we jumped out. We jumped down into the trash compactor and we were like, we jumped down and we see a lever. I'm like, is this going to be some sort of Star Wars situation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, and like, uh, we saw we saw the blue glowy things on the ground, and we were like, okay, so we clearly got to shoot these grates, right? It took us it took us two or three times, I want to say, to do that. Right, uh, but it was. Uh, yeah, with like a, the exploded uh, scorn and just like jumping around, and I had rocket launcher out, and like, man, it was it was crazy. But we were shooting the like after we shot the grates, we ran around the trash compactor looking for some sort of door, or some sort of way out, <laughs> probably for like a good five minutes. And I was like, I was like, hey, Mitch, is it this one that clearly has the red glowing lights around it that we have to go down into? He's like, oh yeah, that's probably it. So. The final puzzle was the only one that was a little bit tricky for me because it's so easy to miss a step. Um, and it's split up into two areas. I really, really, really enjoyed it, though. Yeah. Um, I like it. You know, the puzzles aren't too bad, but they are going to make you work at it. They're going to make you investigate and look around and everything. I think that was cool. This boss, though. Yeah. Holy shit. Um he bum rushed me and I was terrified. I just started pumping Xenophage into him. I didn't even care if I was getting crit hits on him. Yeah. I just started shooting. And then, you know, of course he goes below. There's two and there's two layers to it. You gotta pump coolant down there. Yeah. All sorts of bullshit. It's a really cool fight though, I think. And this is this is gonna be hard going solo. Um but I think it was a really, really, really fun encounter. Um, the, uh, he's the, the communion, uh, the locus of communion is what he's called. Yeah. It's just so fucking bizarre. Um, I don't really know what to say about the boss fight other than, yeah, he's fucking huge. Uh, I almost got burned alive multiple times. Mm -hmm. He can one shot you. Yeah. Uh, but when you finish this, 
you go into a room that looks very much like one of the rooms on Europa. Yeah. I, uh, I joked that they just like copied and pasted Aramis's room and put it on the ship. Mm -hmm. But there's a guardian strung up from the ceiling. Yeah. In what looks like the most excruciating way to die that we've ever seen in destiny. Yeah. That's um, literally like, like this, is, this is clearly there like an exploration to like a, a little bit of a horror genre yeah. mission. Well, and they, they even say in it, you know, they say at the end, Osiris goes, I'm going to talk to Zavala at once about uh, authorizing uh, exploratory missions to this ship. We need to find out what happened to this guardian and his ghost. You actually can find a dead ghost in the final jumping puzzle. Oh, really? Yeah, we found it behind some crates. You can't pick it up yet. Which makes me think that it's either time-gated or it's tied to the lore yeah. and whatnot. But we were not able to pick it up. We found that. We found several data pads throughout. Yeah, there's, I saw the data I mean, there's, pads. There's some dead scorn. There's ships. There's all sorts of stuff you cannot scan yet. Yeah. And I think that's because we're going to come through and do different things on there that aren't just the exotic quest, as well as a probably a, a heroic version, I would imagine. Yeah, which I wonder if that's what's mm -hmm. going to happen when uh, that week, you know, that that month that there isn't anything I, going I on. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so because then that gives you plenty of time before the end of the season to go ahead and get things done. They don't have to rush to get people their triumphs. Mm -hmm. But man, what an amazing, amazing, amazing mission. This is this is the best thing and one of the best things in Destiny 2 by far. By far. Yeah, it's, it's not even a question and I can't believe that it dropped a week into the new season. Yeah, I like I would happily do it again just to do it because it's so cool. Right. It's a good mission, and I mean, like, we cut down the time. So the first time I did it, it took, probably took me a little over an hour to get it done, mm. uh, figuring out the puzzles. And then when I ran it with Matt just a little bit ago, it probably took us about 35, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, now that we know what we're doing, it probably takes about that bit. It is a bit of a long quest, though. It mm -hmm. is a bit of a long mission. Uh, it's... I would say it's probably on on par with how long Harbinger is. Mm -hmm. Harbinger, I think, just takes slightly longer because the boss fights are just such fucking horse shit in that mission. Um, but overall, man, it was really, really, really cool. Um, you know, we were talking about how with the expansion of the franchise, we want stuff like this more. That was the thing we had all throughout Forsaken was we want missions like Whisper, Outbreak, Bad Juju. Please keep those coming. And then Shadowkeep was fairly devoid of them mm -hmm. i mean hell i would even take the last word quest because for us that was unique that we went into the brood hole area yeah but i still think it was cool that you had like you had to pop them off yeah you know with the last word very gunslinger-esque like we want stuff like that and i think with beyond light and with this they've really listened to that mm -hmm. hell even even to a degree ruinous effigy yeah. right um but you look at what we've gotten since the launch of beyond light we got Lament, we got Salvation Script, which, I mean, we both think Salvation Script, Grasp, whatever it's called, is one of the funniest quests in the whole franchise. Yeah. We got, uh, well, now, now we have uh, Dead, Man, Dead Man's Tale. It's, these are the experiences that we want, though. Well, we got Hawkmoon, you know, the Harbinger missions, the, even the quest line leading up to it. And they kept giving you reasons to go back to like, oh, hey, go do this like three or four times and we'll give you a really awesome ship that has some of the best lore we've ever written as a part of it. Yeah. Like, there's so many things. Like, people are so involved in this in this storyline now. And, like, you people that I've seen who have been notoriously down on it are like, this may be Bungie's best season. Like, this is what we want from seasons. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Imagine if this had been like drip fed content, like they had saved this until like 
two three weeks from now like i'm sure we all would have liked it but they would probably be like, oh, well that's all we're getting back three weeks like look they're giving it different versions of this like no like <laughs> this is half the reason that there's new talent investment right is to make yeah. sure that they can keep unique experiences like this because believe it or not a quest like this takes a long time to build yeah especially like the puzzles and stuff and like it designing the puzzle area yeah. yeah the puzzles everything i mean like uh, that's something i would not be shocked at all to see this concept show back up in a raid yeah i would almost guarantee you this will be in a raid at some point but uh, side note please never give me a score in raid yeah no it's no pass but they pretty they pretty clearly draw a line here that the taken the hive and the score are all of the darkness uh-huh but they are all in servitude to the darkness like the scorn here have been corrupted we get that line this and that like there's not that's not dark ether that's something else that's a malevolent spirit yeah there's something else guiding the scorn and it's of the darkness you and think it's you think it's like savathun or like i don't know who of... it is I do not think this is savathun at least not initially i don't think that it is it is entirely possible because it's implied that the guy who dies, the the guardian that we find at the end, his name is uh, Catabasis. Uh, yeah, we're going to call him Catabasis. It's probably wrong. It's probably a Catabai or something like that. I wish it was Shahan. Oh, my God. We're going to call him Catabai. Uh, <laughs> Catabai, when you're doing it, uh, it is implied that he is one of Callus's shadows. That he basically succumbed and took the offer from Callus to become the shadow, whereas the young wolf has rejected it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be the earth shadow. He, she does not want to be the earth shadow. And you get little bits and pieces of dialogue throughout it. And just like his body's been completely like ripped apart by the by pure darkness. Mm-hmm. We get a line that the hive have completely destroyed the cabal homeworld, which was previously unknown to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I could see like down the line it won't be for another couple of years, but I could see us getting to the point where we have to ally with not all of them will be helpful to us, but we ally with a faction of the cabal mm-hmm. and we align with Mithrax of House Light for the Fallen and I mean the Vex are kind of like that weird in between. Yeah. But, like, the darkness clearly has the Hive, the Taken, and the uh, Scorn on their side at this point. Mm-hmm. That's extremely clear. Yeah. Uh, and so to that end, I could see Savathun being behind this because they specifically mentioned the Crown of Sorrow as well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're, we're not going to go in and we're not going to spoil things. Uh, I'm not going to talk about anything data mined. Uh, Osiris himself mentions the Crown when you're in that hangar looking at the ship and stuff. He... Uh, he, he mentions the crown. It's either there or it's when you're doing one of the very first puzzles right before the trash compactor. He mentions wearing the crown or that somebody will wear the crown. You can uh, get a scannable somewhere where they talk about Galran. They talk about the royal bathers. They talk about the Castellum. And there's just so much there. And you're just like, oh, my God, like they're going to keep us coming back here. Like Callus is probably dead. Like we're investigate. He disappeared. They said there, in one of the anomalies. Um, I think they really may kill Callus off off screen without us ever seeing him. If, if anything, this confirms that he's dead or he's in a pocket dimension or something. Mm-hmm. So not really sure what that means overall, but just Bungie, if you're listening, more quests like this, but not everything needs to have ro- uh, random world perks on an exotic. Yeah. 
um, I think that that shtick is going to wear itself out really quickly if you do that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Hawkmoon makes sense. Like the Harbinger mission is a cool mission. I think that Hawk makes Moon sense. Made sense because it had an extremely problematic original perk. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was the original nerf. Yeah. Not just Gallarhorn. That that was actually the one that people wanted capped for PvP. Yeah. Bungie wanted Gallarhorn fixed for PvE though. Yeah. No one want. No single player wanted that thing nerfed. No, no. Even it's even when they did so nerf it, though, and we got it back in Rise of Iron, that thing was still pretty powerful. Oh, still pretty great. I mean, like, I don't... And by now, you know, we've had Xenophage, we've had Lament, we've had Fallen Guillotine. Like, we've had things that have surpassed it at this point. But it's just so iconic that even people who don't play Destiny know what that is. Mm-hmm. People who don't play Destiny are going to know what this mission even, is. They knew where the worm was. <laughs> like, even, like... When uh when Rise of Iron came out, I remembered the Minnesota Vikings Twitter account was Oh like, yeah. They were like, It's nice to see the Gallarhorn uh uh trending, but we know it's not because of us. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It was I was like that's, I was great. That's a good I, one. I can't the amount of people who were logging into friends' consoles to buy it for them if they were out of town. Yeah. It was just great. I man, you just you can't get much better than that. No. No, you can't. Uh, so, um, let's move on though. So, uh, do you have any other thoughts about the overall mission? No, I, d- I thought it was really cool. I thought the boss fight was cool. I thought, you know, just the lore behind it is cool. Like, I, I just think this is one of the best kind of confined missions, not just, you know, design wise, but, you know, incorporating the lore in a weapon mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, previously uh, mentioned villains. And, and I, I just thought this was a really well done mission and i would love to see more missions like this is all uh so dead man's tail the rifle you get this is one of the most badass weapon designs in the game i think uh this looks like an old like 1800 style hunting rifle yeah like something you would have in the wild west like i need a fucking cowboy because i have a cowboy hat ghost i have this gun it's awesome all around Mm mm-hmm uh, it's 120 uh, RPM, which is, I believe, it's the only scout rifle of its kind. Mm-hmm. So it definitely fires a lot slower than I like my scouts to fire because I use mm-hmm. a lot of uh, 220s, 260s. I think I even have a 180 that well, I I've use. Been, I've been using uh, Trusty a lot. Fuck you. No, I, I wasn't saying that because you this have is it. where I'm I saying... put it if I had it. <laughs> still very upset that i don't have a trust i will run the raid anytime you want josh as long as it's after 8 30 at night any day i want to run the raid i really want a trustee but this gun is just so sleek so the, the exotic perk is uh cranial spike and it's the one you're guaranteed every time uh causes multiple precision hits in a row to deal increased damage and improve the reload speed um this gun Corey, I don't know if you've played around with it yet. I did. I played with it a little bit yesterday, last night afterwards. We like we were like, okay, well, we got a new weapon. We got to go to like the EDZ and just run a lost sector and shoot mm-hmm. some guys with it. It's nasty. I took it into the Crucible, and it was awesome. Uh, I was getting doubles and triples with it pretty quickly, and I was just clean shooting people from across the map before they knew what was happening. I think the reload is really slow here. Like this, if you're a hunter running this, your dodge will be back by the time you need to reload. So you're mm-hmm. pretty much good if you just keep using marksman dodge. Yeah. Uh, but I don't even know. I don't even know where to go. Like 
again, like this is this is a really cool gun. I think with its uh, with its built-in perk, I think this is a cool one to get random rolls on. I just don't want to see us become over reliant on this. Like, and then where people are inevitably disappointed, like, oh, the seasonal quest this 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 season for the exotic doesn't allow random rolls. This is trash. Like, Bungie wants you to keep playing this this activity. They want you to have reasons. So remember how we got Hawkeye. And then, or Hawkmoon, not Hawkeye. We had we got Hawkmoon, and then you watch the that Euro- Avengers roundtable. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, and then you do the uh, you do the heroic version, uh, the Harbinger, and that's not even not even like the heroic, but you just do Harbinger, and it's like, oh, this is completely different while still utilizing the same space, but we used different pathways to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very special mission. I think. I think this is absolutely consequential to the future of destiny mm-hmm. this particular mission not just like the design of it and the wild reception it's getting no but, but it appears into the future because like we thought yeah. Ka- we thought callus was going to be around we thought we were going to go meet him like this is this is de- this is a a nod to like okay well we clearly don't know where this storyline's headed so you know and i love it we got something completely unexpected that i never thought i would get yeah uh so very 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 excited um, this gun is awesome. I love that we can grind out for different roles every week, that it's a guaranteed pinnacle. And I mean, eventually you're going to get a role you really like, or there's just nothing for you to do for a few weeks. Like mm-hmm. this is somewhere we're going to keep coming back to in the season. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that they figured out a way to bring the scorn back because I mean, we haven't done anything with them since forsaken. Mm-hmm. Not that I like the scorn or anything. But I we finally figured out something. Like, do. I mean, they're, it's a great enemy to make anybody frustrated. Like they, like the guys yeah. that swing the lanterns or like the guys that can disappear and travel underground in that purple smoke. Like it's just, they're annoying. And the explodey guys are just like, Oh my gosh, just go away, dude. Just go away. But it was great. It was great. I really, 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 really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Corey, we're going to move into our lore corner for this week, which awesome. all comes from this mission. Uh, so full disclaimer, I have read the entire lore book. I try not to do things until they're in game, but since I was unable to access tablets in there uh, through two runs and did not start the lore book, I am going to simply read the first two. There are 12 entries. We're going to read these for the next several weeks. We may do like a reading from this in addition to a smaller lore corner or like as things build with Keitel, we might need to like adjust course and talk about her. Right. This is going to be a recurring theme for us, though, here and now. It is on Ishtar Collective. It is being talked about actively all over the internet in everybody's mentions, their DMs, every forum. This is going to get ruined for people who want to just wait it out the six weeks. This will inevitably – I don't know if it's six weeks. It may be three weeks. Like Whatever, however many weeks, it's going to get spoiled for you. So I actually would urge you to go read it on Ishtar Collective now, and then we'll break it down as a group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so entry one, uh, this book is called Captain's Log, by the way. Um, the intro to every page starts with, this page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind through the eyes of Katabai. A royal invitation got me as far as the in- inner reliquary. I enter the belly of the Leviathan unattended. My eyes catch on the runs and Callus's crestfallen banners. His inner halls don't gleam. Reminds me of stories from the Golden Age. Polish the veneer and present present them on a platter, but when you peel back the layers, it's just old. Past with prime far behind. Ahead, a legionary and loyalist guild nods to me and swings open a door. A manufactured version of Callus stands tall on the other side. 
Its likeness mirrors the Tribute Hall's automation and many other statuesque bots I'd spoken to him through. The statue of Callus winds to life. You're early, but I suppose your tribe is always ahead of the pack, Hunter. Should I have this room moved, that you may stroll the Leviathan's halls that much longer and appreciate my hospitality? I'm not sure what he wants to hear. She's an impressive beast. I've come to take the job. I turn it like an offer. Uncomfortable silence. Come and see me, Katabai. I have a present for you. The statue points toward a domed chamber. Its curled walls sport every kind of trophy. Bones on hooks, taxidermy wrapped around terrified eyes, and final moments. A clutch of counselors watches me as they take mechanical plates from three other identical statues of Callus surrounding them. They huddle about a towering cage of filigreed alloys and woven circuitry, fitting the plates to it with sacramental focus until the cage becomes a tomb around a pearlescent seat, supporting a lonesome figure within. What an auspicious early arrival. Come, witness my containment. If you have seen this, Callus wheezes from inside the cage, his voice like taut suffocation. Callus's withering form swells and jostles. My thoughts stink of disgust, and he can smell it. I am no more trapped here than you are by your light. You assume this flesh satisfies me? How small. My automation stand as monuments of my image, reflections of my breath. They are as I am, one collective self as nothing is. I grit my teeth and look on, stepping sideways to see him from a different angle. His skin is mottled with a sticky translucence that grips my stomach. Your thoughts are as open as your fears, Katabai. Come, come, look upon me and let my counselors assuage them. Counselors lay more thick plates over Callus's living misery, brushing past me as they finish and exiting the room with my inhibitions. Mechanisms within the plates engage as plum light emits from the slits beneath them. Nakre runs smooth around the frame into a throne-like cup of sullied nobility. Beneath the chalk, as the last counselor fastens a faceplate into position, deep orbs illuminate the faceplate like wild eyes in the opening pitch of night. We are alone. What do you know of lies, Katabai? I pick between the worlds. words. There's a lot of different kinds. And all of them are weakness. Callous voice spills from the containment vessel and floods the room. Gods do not lie. Like me, they have neither the capacity nor the reason. True power cannot be threatened. It does not compel deception. And yet I have been betrayed by one I thought to be the final divinity. Sounds like you got swindled. I quickly blunt the question with respect, Emperor. <clears throat> when a darkness found me adrift in the cosmos, rejected by a people I had made, I thought to have found a confidant. No, an idol. They promised to return to me, to uplift me, that we may dance together among the stars and drink of their dying ecstasy. Till the end as one, but their chilling little fleet came and went. It was luscious, and so many tasted so much. Yet, I am empty. Nothing. Trapped in this limbo of their lie. And gods don't lie, I prolifer. Precisely. To be seen, Callus pauses to heap the drama, for what we really are. Underneath the surface is bliss. All four statues step forward to bear Callus's vessel. His voice resounds from all of them simultaneously. Come, cast a shadow in my halls and drink. So soon we will speak to the liar and separate from it the truth. And then scrolled in the margins read, Smuggler's switch is still working. Maintenance side hatch had to kick in the vent. So I kind of wonder if 
when you find these, it kind of gives you a hint for where you're supposed to go next. Yeah. Uh, I that. Um, this next one is definitely shorter. We're, we're going to run through this and then we'll talk. Okay. Um, our disheveled thresher rattles through ye- lean Nessian atmosphere. Callus's words ring in my ears over the storm rush of reentry. The ship is yours to claim. Most of the seats in the drop hold are empty. A scion officer named Quinzik sits across from me. Her eye hasn't left me since she boarded. To my right, a craggy cabal centurion, complete with demolition satchels and projection rifle, adjusts the connectors on his pressure suit. He'd been assigned to make sure none of the other cabal tried to kill me. Seems news of my command had rendered a number of the crew indigent. I prod first. I can't imagine hiding a ship from the Legion was easy on Nessus. To be honest, I'm surprised they haven't tried to swarm the Leviathan. They would die, grumbles the Centurion. Bad strategy. What does it matter? Kalisol fit to shiv you a ship, Katabai. My ghost Gilgamesh glares at me. Quinzik sneers and leans forward, her voice seething from her helmet. The Legion is stirred by Keitel's rousing human. I recognize the tinge of malice in her address and the fall of Toro Bottle. She sends heralds to, of her fleet. Ships come and go without stories recorded. We pass unnoticed for some time. The brute bows his head. First time hearing of it. You're saying they won't notice this ship taking off, I ask? For some time... Gilly quotes to Scion, but normally they would, because it's a Legion ship, and you've set me up to commit thievery? All Cabal ships belong to Callus, the Centurion grows, and Quinzik does not answer to you. Right. My shoulders slump forward, head resting in my hands as the tr- thresher touches down. We disembark on the prickly, milk-rich soil, turning away from the sun as the deep green sky slowly beats out of it. A congested Cabal shipyard glows in the distance against the crest rising of dark rising on the horizon. You are Katabai. Kabal is speaking to me. He gestures to himself. Bar Toron. You're my skullcracker. I point to my ghost. Name's Gilgamesh or Gilly. Bar Toron considers for a moment and nods. I do that. But you will need to know my name if we find battle. I'm not looking to have a shootout with an entire base. I think the plan is a more quiet reappropriation of the gods, Bato. Well, I do not like that. Gillies didn't take it first, but time wears you down. Gilly nods to Bato, who no- nods back with a grunt and begins walking. Follow him across the bluffs toward the yard into flat land desolace and sunless gloom. The shipyard is a massive pulverized flat of rough tarmac, shanty barracks surrounded by a barrier fence. It overflows with craft ranging across areas of the Cabal Empire. The far end of the strip, Gilly spots arc lights shining. Figure draped in azure raiment stands stands above a throng of cabal, drawing attention like anywhere else someone's been forgotten. Oh shit, I'm jumping across lines. Hang on. Drawing attention like thunder. Whatever he's saying, they believe it. Gilly catches a few words. It's the same talk you hear anywhere else someone's been forgotten. Blame, looking for a hole to fester in, wrestling at the edges with tepid hope at risk of falling into the past. Ink scrolled in the margins reads, Maintenance all off the cargo bay door. Cozy spot side, floor side. This is a really... This is, this is going to be a heavy lore book. Yeah. Let's be honest. This is all through the eyes of Katabai. This is essentially his journal. Right. How he came to be captain of the ship and ultimately met his fate that we see. Yeah. And, man, 
I am I'm so excited. I'm almost wondering. So we know that Osiris went to a ship in the far reaches. It was beyond any of the planets we traveled to. And says that he encountered such pure darkness he fled. Osiris fled the ship. He felt an evil presence. I'm almost wondering if it was possibly this ship. I don't think it was for the record, but him <coughs> narrating the mission while also knowing what we're doing kind of puts two and two together, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I mean, either- I mean, I don't see there being more than one ship unless this is like a fleet of ships that were abandoned, right? Like, I, I don't see that happening. No. I just don't know. You know, we've never had it confirmed where he actually went to. Yeah. I don't think he went to a pyramid. If he did uh, yell at me and tell me that I'm wrong. Um, this is, again, just the coolest damn thing. Uh, the lore is just so good here. The relationship between Katabai and uh, Gilly is something I'm excited to see evolve over the next couple of weeks as yeah. we continue to do this and we actually legit unlock it and not just, you know, create it on Ishtar Collective. Yeah, it's... So. it's uh... This is going to get dark. I mean, it's already dark, but I, f- I feel like, especially getting it gets much worse. I, like I said, guys, I've read the entire book. It does genuinely get much darker, uh, but it may be one of the best stories in the entire universe at this point, even if you have to read it through the grimoire. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to learn more. I'm excited to, I mean, I, I might just read it the next week or so just to get caught up and, you know, kind of have more of an idea of where we're going with it. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll go and figure out the, uh, well, I want to play for random roles anyways, but uh, I'll figure out how much we get released a week, so maybe we can adjust this a little bit more. Yeah. But, but uh, Corey, you have any last thoughts on this mission or on this exotic scout rifle? Uh, not not really. I mean, nothing that I haven't already said. Like like I said, it's... I got to know what the catalyst does. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No, I got to know. There's got to be a stupidly good gun. Oh yeah, it's already. It's like a. It kind of reminds me of Outbreak Perfected in that way, where the gun is already so good, and then what's the catalyst going to make this gun? You know what I mean? Like it's right, just going to be right. just ridiculous. So it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I I love it. I love the I love the weapon. I'm a big scout rifle guy anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same. I I love the mission. It's definitely the one. It. It's my favorite mission since the Outbreak mission. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's pretty indisputable, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Whisper was also really good, but I, for me, Outbreak per- Perfected was, like, my favorite thing up until this point. Uh, it's just, it's awesome. So, but what, yeah. do you have any, any last thoughts? No, I, I think that's it. I mean, between that and the Bungie news this week, uh, we pretty much had our show taken care of uh, for care for us. Yeah. Thanks, Bungie, for releasing some awesome oh. <laughs> right. Uh, and I want to be really clear, though, about one. I guess I do have one small thing before we leave. Uh, keep in mind that this is week two of the season. I see a lot of people going, oh, my God, this is already the best season they've ever done. I'm going to pump the brakes on that one a little bit because I think Arrivals and uh, Dawn were both very good. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what you consider seasons. Do you consider Joker's Wild one? Do you consider Black Armory one? Do you consider, um, well, what used to be Penumbra but turned into just, I don't know what it turned into. But you know becomes yeah it was supposed to be you know all about the secrets of the universe and things like that and instead we waited an entire year to get prophecy um this is a design i want to see for exotics going forward i don't i hate having to go do the bullshit of oh go get kills in the crucible and blah 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 or like go get 
go get precision final blows and but every death of yours sets you back five points right so this is really cool this is not a particularly difficult mission if you're about 1280 um you, know, you can go in there at 1230 just ggs because it was hard as hell even at 1280 at times yeah i went in at trying 12... to figure trying to figure out a puzzle and getting shot at uh, I went in at twelve sixty four, and Mitch was twelve seventy one, I think, and we went in there, and it was it was it was tough. Uh, it, I went in, yeah, I went in at almost twelve eighty, yeah. and their uh, generals went in at thirteen hundred with me, so mm-hmm. yeah. it was good. Uh, highly encourage everybody needs to go play this, and uh, make sure you're going back to the uh, the helm table whenever you progress the uh, the weekly quest they give you. Yeah. For those, make sure you're going back there and listening to the interactions. Today's was uh, Osiris talking directly to Keitel. Which was cool. Which was, it was really cool. cool. As hell. Yeah. It was cool as hell. And then when you finish the actual weekly quest and you go back, it's Saladin talking. Yeah. Um, I love the banter between everybody at the end of the Proving Grounds because I got Saladin and Crow once. And Saladin was uh, saying something about uh, people who weren't around for the six fronts or something. And Uldren basically called him out, or Crow calls him out and says, uh, hey, I'm a new light buddy. Like and uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't disrespect new lights like that. And then uh, he goes, "Oh, well, sounds like he hung up on us." <laughs> and it's just funny. Like I, I'm very excited to see how Saladin's story goes forward. We do. He has a new Iron Banner quest on Tuesday for the two new weapons. That's how you get your guaranteed first rolls, and they go into the loot pool after that. It's a great week to go do uh, any crucible things you've been putting off that are not rotating modes. Yeah. So you're not falling too too far behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, this gun wrecks in PvP. It's a really cool ornament you can get to that wraps around it. Mm-hmm. The one that's like seven hundred silver in the in Eververse. Yes. Yeah, I one hundred percent bought it. I'm sure it's going to go up for bright dust, but at some point. But I was fine with buying it. Yeah, I'll probably wait till it goes up for bright dust. Uh, I saw. Yeah, I'm... I like the default gun of the look, the look of the gun better, but I enjoyed this mission so much. Yeah, I, th- I feel like I feel like the ornament kind of ties into the like the uh guardian hanging from the ceiling like it looked like you were like the the gun was wrapped in the whatever he was hanging from so i mean it, it was yeah so I mean, uh, it looks cool so it's very cool it's it's very 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 awesome uh and i encourage everybody to uh to go do this mission as soon as humanly possible yes go do it uh but go do uh, it speaking of destiny josh i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go play some now so <laughs> uh you are and uh i may be joining you i'm not sure yet <laughs> well i have to i have to go put my kid to bed because she's been up this entire time oh my god yeah so that that's gonna come first but anyways uh, i want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to tower casuals remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you consume this show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us those five stars. Leave us a nice review. I think we. I want to read some. I want to read some of them on here. So leave those reviews. It would really help us out. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch, please hit that follow button. Also follow yep. Josh on his Twitch channel. Uh, Josh, where can we find you? Twitter and Twitch. Josh underscore Finn. Two ends. We're playing a lot of Destiny these days, baby, because they got me. They got reasons for me to be there on Reset Tuesdays right now. Uh, hopefully, now that the ice storm has all moved out, the ice and the snow is gone. It seems like the power is stable, the internet is stable. Uh, I'm really hoping to get back to a regular schedule. I tried to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but I think we're going to change that to like 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe, mm-hmm. or like Monday, Tuesday, Friday, something like that. Um, because I really, really like being able to play Destiny at reset. <laughs> on reset days like this is the kind of stuff i want to be doing you know like while we're all figuring it out as a community yeah and not two three days later and everybody's right. already had all their reactions so i mean i feel like even if you're like six hours late to this one you were like you missed the boat I- i'm very glad it did not get spoiled for me though there seemed to be just like this thing amongst everybody like okay nobody openly talk about it yet we're gonna make spoiler threads on like reddit and on other forums mm-hmm. like even in tw- even on twitter people weren't really talking about it mm-hmm. uh they were other than being like oh my god just drop what you're doing and go do this if you play destiny this is incredible mm-hmm. yeah so. uh, but you can find me at i am corian hd on twitter corian hd on twitch you can find me on uh standard definition which is my new podcast i uh, hope you go check that out josh has appeared on there as well as uh many of our friends who create things so check it out i want to thank everybody for watching and until next time we love you goodbye goodbye bye-bye now <laughs>